Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I, it's okay. We'll... Yeah. So support. my... And I'll start again. So... <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and as always, I am graced by the presence of my two buds, Richard Hello. and Michael. Howdy. These guys uh, sit here, and they audibly debate the Mount Rushmore of any given topic, and this week, that topic is the Mount Rushmore of songs that feature spelling. Whose topic was this? This was mine, and spell I was... Your, spell, spell the reason why you chose this. I-W-A-S-O-N... Oh, shit, I forgot. I don't understand spelling. Uh, I was on the treadmill one day listening to some sort of, like, running mix or whatever. Uh And a song by this band called Hot Chip came on called Over and Over. And at some point during the song, they start spelling. A lot of spelling in that. It spells a lot. Yeah, it's it's the same, like, it's like the five words over and over. Right. And uh, I was like, oh, this would make a fun... I wonder how many other... You know, I was... And immediately I started thinking of other songs that had spelling in the title and you know as per usual like kind of threw it up on our like facebook group yeah. and uh jeff i i think that, that we I called this one it. off this song off limits richard was but jeff wrote immediately the alphabet <laughs> the yeah. alphabet song and i was like oh didn't even think about that nailed it um also illegal yeah also illegal also, yeah, technically not spelling. Right. I mentioned it to Emily, and she's like, that song doesn't feature spelling. That's just letters. And I was like, you're, you're right. It's like acronyms. Oh, yeah. You you're can't right. have acronyms either. Oh, it's not spelling. Yeah. That's not spelling. Mm-hmm. Acronyms are not spelling. Okay. So that's, that's, how I, uh, that's how I got to where we is today. Okay. All right. Well, I, um, it's been a good show. Thank you so much for listening yeah. to the Mount Rushmore podcast. No, no. No? No. We'll do the thing. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll do the show. So uh, Michael, is, Michael is chosen. Richard begins. All right. So my first choice is the song Respect by Aretha Franklin. Also on my list. Right. I would hope that it would be. Um, so, I mean, in this song, not only does she tell you that she wants respect, she fucking spells it out for you that she wants respect because you're an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> those are the exact notes that I wrote down to just <laughs> just make sure that you mention that uh, this woman uh, is women are treated so badly by men that they have to literally spell it out for them. Exactly, because <laughs> men are dumb. Um, also notable that really that section, that little bridge section, is the only major difference between that version and the Otis Redding yeah. version, the actual uh, who actually uh, wrote it and mm-hmm. did it originally. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, the spelling becomes this, it's kind of this fun, I was trying to think about like what, the reasons why songwriters decide to spell out a word in a song or why this becomes part of a song. Yeah. And this one has a really clear reason, like I said, is literally spelling out for you Mm -hmm. what, what she's demanding at this point. Yeah. 
So I think what is interesting is, you know, the part of the song that is the most iconic, the most memorable, is the spelling portion, where sure. she, uh, you know, spells out R-E-S-P-E-C-T and take care, uh, T-C-B, which I thought it was interesting, too, that that was a kind of um, black street phrase, T-C-B, that they had to also spell out <laughs> what T-C-B meant right. with take care. In case you didn't know, white people, uh, T-C-B stands for taking care of business. Oh. And she kind of had, they had to throw that in. Yeah. And someone suggested that that be added as well. So And Elvis stole that. Famous. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Added a lightning. That's a lightning roll. Right. It's kind of on brand for him, yeah. I would say. And then an, he stole a yogurt. karate. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then he stole, uh, stole that. And rock and roll. And I rock think. and roll. Yeah. yeah. Man. Well, cool. cool. So, uh, Richard, what is your, Michael, what is your second choice? So, my second choice is a song by Morrissey called Ouija Board, Ouija Board which is a very, uh, a song from 1989 from his, uh, it was a single and then released on like a compilation album. And in the song, in very classic Morrissey style, he laments uh, someone who's passed away. And oh, really? I, He's talking about someone who died. That's right. Huh. And um, he just wants to talk to them. And he wants to talk to them through like a Ouija board or someone suggests like in the song. And they get to one portion of the song where they pull out the Ouija board and, um, well, I'll just play them. The table is rumbling, the glass is moving, no I was not pushing that time, it spells TV The table is rumbling, the glass is moving, no I was not pushing that time. So in, in the song, uh, he contacts his friend from the grave and spells out his name, and then it spells out push off. So even the dead don't want to have, to have anything to do with Morrissey, which I think encapsulates such just everything about how he approaches life yeah. and his relationships. Everyone hates me. And everyone hates Everybody me. Everybody alive even hates the, me. Even, everyone even the dead hate me. Yeah. Even the people on like the phony uh, <laughs> spiritual board game hate him. And, uh, you know, whether it's himself pushing <laughs> pushing the little Ouija tile thing around, mm-hmm. telling himself to go fuck off or not. <laughs> but, I, like, this is just one of my... I love the song. I love the cadence of the song as well. And I love just the message of, uh, God, I hate you. Or, yeah. I hate, or you hate yourself. Oh, that's funny. Was this dead person the girlfriend from Girlfriend in a Coma? It may be. <laughs> <laughs> she, it, it was serious, Michael. Apparently it was very serious. I'll have to check out uh, the book on my shelf, Mazapedia, to oh. see if it's cross-referenced uh, <laughs> as to whether or not that is the same girlfriend. Or, um, yeah, I don't know. What's but, the name of that track? Uh, Ouija Board, Ouija Board. Ouija. Oh, my God. If he would have had the Merlin, maybe he could have been some kind of game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Merlin. <laughs> Simon says, oh, Simon says, oh. Okay, uh, Richard, your second one. What? Oh, my second choice, a worldwide hit, if there ever was one. Saturday Night by the Bay City Rollers. Oh, wow. Um, so it's always good to get some, you know, we talked about in, uh, with respect, how that's kind of this... The, the spelling part's kind of in the middle, and it's this bridge, and this kind of thing that kind of sets the song, that's yeah. set, kind of set apart from the rest of the song, and it's kind of this interesting thing that happens to kind of break up the two parts of the song. Yeah. 
we're getting right to the goddamn spelling right here. <laughs> yeah. The, it, the, the spelling is the song. Mm-hmm. Um, you might remember the rest of the song, but you absolutely remember the S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Well, here, I'll just play a little okay. bit of it. Scottish Education Board was very thankful thank, to the... I believe they sponsored they this. Yeah, it was sponsored actually sponsored the song. They sponsored by it, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, so can you only listen to the song on Saturday nights? Is it weird to be driving around in your car on a Wednesday night going, mm-hmm. S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y? Yeah. Is it weird? A I, little I think, bit? What's a, what's a better song about Saturday? Driving Saturday by uh, Bowie. Elton or, John. Or Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting yeah. would be mm. right up there. Mm. Uh, Chicago. Saturday in the Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think the Bay City Rollers fans thought, oh, shit, I didn't know there was going to be spelling on this album? <laughs> well, most of them weren't old enough to act. We're barely old enough to spell. Oh, okay. So yeah. if, if you guys don't know who are listening, the Bay City Rollers were sort of this teen idol band out of Scotland in the mid-'70s, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And for about a two-year stretch, they were... They were the new kids on the block or the Backstreet Boys mm. or whatever, you know, whatever. What's, what's Boy the one? band. Yeah, yeah, what's the one with Zayn Malik and the Harry Styles kid? One Direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were that generation sort they of. They were on uh, Tiger Beat magazine, I'm sure. Right there with Leif Garrett yeah. and, uh, you know, and yeah. Bear, Andy Gibb and all those, all, all the rest. Um, they even had like a Sid and Marty Croft show. Yeah, I do remember like that. A, yeah. a year. That's when you knew you made it in the seventies when you were you were sharing the stage with the Slee Stack. <laughs> mm-hmm. The guy, one of the Alan Langmuir, one of the dudes just died recently. Yeah, yeah, like in the last yeah. he was the bass player. Yeah. Um you all, you also may know this song from the uh Ned's Atomic Atomic Dustbin cover yeah. on the soundtracks to So I Married an Axe Murderer. Mm. That was a great soundtrack. It was a really yeah. good soundtrack. Yeah. That's an underrated soundtrack, by mm-hmm. the way. You have to go back and revisit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was a really good sort of like slice of like 1994. No, it was later. In, it was earlier than that because I was still in high school. So, do you think this uh, like in respect spelling out the lyric is just a way to kind of jazz up a lyrical uh, output that isn't really that? There's nothing that uh, earth shattering about the lyrics to that song. You know what it is, is I think especially with a song like this, which is supposed to be a kind of a foot stomp in arena rock, yeah. sort of like get everyone on their feet and yeah. like sort of going, I think spelling it out like that gives it that kind of, uh, 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 okay. uh percussive, that percussive feel mm-hmm. that then gets this, able to get the crowd clapping and singing along. It's easy for people that don't, they don't have to remember words. Yeah. They just have to remember <laughs> yeah. how to spell one of the words. Yeah. Um, which is why I, Tommy Ramone actually said that the uh, the Hey Ho Let's Go was inspired partially by the S A T U R D O Y. Oh night. wow! Hmm. So you can sort of see that parallel with a kind of you know stamp your feet, mm-hmm. like raise your fist in the air, and make do something that's really simple. Yeah, and that everyone can kind of follow along to. You can it kind of ties in, I think, somewhat to the Jock Jams. Yeah, yeah. Um, Last episode we did, yeah, I guess it was last week, where a lot of those songs that I was talking about, I thought about this, I think we're, we're meant to be sort of like stamping your feet and being intimidating or whatever mm-hmm. crowds think yeah. that they're doing. 
Um, <laughs> and this, maybe not being intimidating in this case, but it was certainly something that that's easy for everyone to get into because yeah. it's such a basic dumb, thing. Dumb, dumb lyrics for mm-hmm. dumb people to stomp. Bay City Roller fans, uh, you can address your uh, your hate mail to Michael Winfield. <laughs> okay, so we are at our halftime. Michael Winfield at. Yeah, you don't even need to <laughs> don't finish, uh, The internet will know where to, to, to send it. Yeah. We are at our halftime, and I'm going to implore you to go to the archive of the Mount Rushmore podcast and download, rate, and review previous episodes. Love to uh, hear what you think about our oeuvre so far, and would love for you to give us a review uh, could you also do us a favor and share the Mount Rushmore podcast to your podcast loving friends or people you, you think uh, would uh, dig it? You don't have to listen to it as a podcast. You could go to Mount Rushmore Podcast.com, Mount Rushmore Show.com, the Mount MT Rushmore Podcast.com. Dot com. And then listen to it right there. So it, it's available for you when you're at work. If you are a designer or an artist or something, you can do stuff in the foreground where you're kind of listening in the background. A milliner, if you're a milliner. A milliner, if yeah. you're a mad hatter, maybe if you're uh, not in the throes of mercury poisoning, uh, dude, from blocking a fedora. Or if you are, actually. Or if you are. It might, it might actually <laughs> upgrade your hands. listening. Uh, maybe we recommend. You can also look up in the sky because we have a plane that's crop dusted there overhead with our website. <laughs> and if you just look at the, the like the spelling in the with the sky yeah. writing, you can somehow hear the podcast too. I, we, new technology we haven't got it all figured out but it's there uh so yes uh so listen to our podcast enjoy uh the dialogue that we have with our fans on facebook and twitter and instagram uh by going to those places and suggesting in a, a topic for a future episode you might even end up being in the recording of that episode if you suggest it sometimes it's a you make it you take it <laughs> approach that we have here yeah there's also other podcasts uh, who we love to support uh, out there in the community, and here's a promo for a great one. Rag Bag is a fortnightly music podcast presented by me, Frank Burton. I play stuff like this. I mean, is this eclectic enough for you yet? What more do you want? I also tell strange stories and engage in some quality listener interaction. Although it has to be said, most of my listeners are not the greatest calibre of person. I'm only being honest. I'm just hoping someone intelligent is actually listening to this promo. Please, help me out here, guys. Download Ragbag from SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher with more information at frankburson.co.uk. Yes. Look, we don't know that it's great. We don't know it's great. It probably is. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's Check and listen to that 50-something seconds of it. Yeah, listen yeah. to another 30 to 30, 40, 40 minutes. 30, 40 minutes of it. Give What's it a shot. Do? Don't watch, like, reruns of The Office. Yeah. In your spare time like me yeah. that we've been doing. We're so close to being done with it. Oh, really? Uh, we are season... What nine episodes? Seventeen. Are you in, are you in Robert California oh, are, territory? No, no, we're past Robert California. We're just we see the finish line, mm. and we're just like, why uh, do you do this to yourself? I, I really don't know. Don't do that. Listen to podcasts. Yeah, listen to podcasts. New podcasts. You could also uh, listen to a Audible book. You could go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rushmore and participate in a thirty day free trial, uh, and. You know, just go audibletrial.com forward slash Rushmore and you'll get a free audiobook to listen to on your iPhone, 
your Android, your Kindle, your MP3 player, why you could listen to one of the many Aretha Franklin biographies, A Respect, The Life of Aretha Franklin, written and read by David Ritz, uh, Aretha Franklin, The Queen of Soul, written and read by Mark Bego, men, probably white, writing about the Queen of Soul and recreating an audible audiobook that you can listen to uh, through free through the Audible trial. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rushmore and give it a listen. It's summer. It's time to be out rollerblading. I hope that like the person that's B- doing... Bay City Rollering. Bay City Rollerblading. <laughs> the person blading. that's doing the uh, audio recording for those Aretha Franklin biographies is like Rick Moranis in like full nerd mode. Yeah. Just the worst possible voice you could you yes. imagine. Just like the Taking voice of Ghostbusters creaking. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> We record- I assume that's what all audio um, audiobooks are. We're yeah. recording outside, and and like the Alfred Hitchcock thriller, The Birds, there, there appear to be assembling a line of doves over overhead. Or it will be ironic when we're killed by do- yeah, the, doves, you guys. Yeah, the bird of peace has. So pe- I, I didn't get to mention there. this on the last. I, I one thing I, I forgot to mention in the uh, the last song is the fact. That the Bay City Rollers were so big that you had people writing songs about the Bay City Rollers, such as Nick Lowe. Wow. Who was working as a, he had, had a contract with the United Artist mm-hmm. uh, Records, and he really wanted to get out of it. So he wrote a song called uh, Bay City Rollers, We Love You, <laughs> and intentionally made it just what he thought would be just bad enough so that they would fire him and get him out, uh. get out of the contract. Turned out they released the song under the, the, group the tartan horde and it became a hit in japan oh my god and they made, made him have to write another bay city roller <laughs> song called a uh what was it called a roller show which wound up being on his first solo album that's hilarious yeah it, yeah it comes up every once in a while with interviews with him just how uh-huh. he like tried to write the worst song possible and it backfired on blew up and right in his face i love it okay uh we are at the a second half, starting off the second half, is Michael doing his third choice. If you think that uh, Saturday Night has is a dumb song with dumb lyrics to start, just wait till you hear Men without hats. Hats. Men without hats. Hats. Men without hats's safety dance. Uh, which is a just ridiculous 80s song. Yeah. Which is just kind of about the freedom of dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just, it starts with the dumbest, like, hook and the, the yeah. stupid spelling at yeah. the beginning that doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the song. It's just like this thing that's plopped at the beginning of the song and then the kind of song takes off from there. It's this little... Blah! But it's like one of the most iconic parts of the songs, which is we A lot of these tend to be, like these big spelling songs tend to have this big, like, oh, that's the song where they spell out the word safety. Yeah. No one cares about the chorus. No mm-hmm. one cares about the actual song itself. Men Without Hats aren't, like, a great band. Maybe yeah. they're a good 80s band, or they're the band that, like, you'll see at the Grammys mm-hmm. in 1985. Was it a female, like, it. a female spelling out safety dance? God, I was it a was it a dwarf in a, uh, <laughs> in a jester rena- outfit? A rena- yeah, in a Renaissance festival. Yeah, in that one, the video. Yes, yeah. um, I remember the the video also graced us. So, in addition to spelling, they also had the S dance or like that kind of thing where you make like a 
Not like a like a, a monkey barrel of monkeys monkey. Yeah, shape, I don't right? think there is actually a safety dance the way there is a Humpty dance or the way mm-hmm. there is like the Cabbage Patch or okay. something. I think it is just a uh, an anthem of yeah. You know, slam dancing or an anthem of like dance however you want. Yeah, everything's gonna be cool. It seemed like they were not the band that was like they were trying to almost to be like Howard Jones or something. They had a poor bastards. The poor, yeah, like a a a message of liberation or nonconformity or something like that. At least that song did. Uh, Allegedly, that song is supposed to be about nuclear proliferation. I'm not buying that for a fucking second. No. No, that's what they've said it's about. I think I'm. That's a load of crap. I think most songs from Are like 1982 <laughs> yeah. to 1986 were. Yeah. Whether it was Stings. What was that song? Russia. Yeah, Russian. Mr. Khrushchev said we will bury you. Like you can just hear his linen shirt ruffling. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is horrible. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Classic from the. 80s. Yeah. Uh, Richard, what do you got? All right. So my third choice is the song Gloria. By them. Oh, wow. Um, oh, okay. Not uh, not Gloria by uh, Laura Branigan. Yeah. Because I don't think that has spelling in it. Yeah. I don't think. But this one certainly did. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. also later covered by Patti Smith Group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, but I, I went with the version by them, fronted by a young Van Morrison. Yeah. Uh, my, mainly because of how slowly and drawn out the, spell, the spelling is in this song. Yeah. Like, take a listen. Like when he's singing, like I think most of the songs that we're choosing, maybe not so much the Morrissey song because he can't sing anything fast, but the rest of them, like the the spelling is really sort of this bop 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 yeah. bop sort of thing, bop bop bop, and this each letter is being drawn out, and and Van's getting maximum of you know mm-hmm. effect. He get, he's getting his mile, his emotional mileage for each letter, for a song that really is kind of a dumb song. But he's still like pouring his, his yeah. you know, pasty Irish ass into every uh, into every uh, syllable that he's singing. Um, so, I, like I think he, it's, so I think it's different than most songs that have spelling. Mm-hmm. Because it almost seems like the Eric Burden version of blues rock and roll. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you think it? It's also different from other songs that have spelling and different from the rest of Van Morrison's career because he right. got into this very spiritual version of jazz-influenced, soul-influenced um, rock that had saxophones and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> right, very kind yeah. of mystical, sort of like Van, Van yeah. Morrison-y type this, of stuff. I this... mean, Van Morrison-y is kind of its own yeah. descriptor now. Mm-hmm. And this is very much kind of a garage rock kind of song. And when Patti yeah. Smith did it, she kind of expanded upon that because mm-hmm. that's essentially what Patti Smith Group was doing, uh-huh. was just sort of pretentious garage, garage yeah. rock. And you know, it, I think it also sort of speaks to the speaks to that that when Van Morrison, when they started doing this song, sometimes he would ad lib lyrics as they were going, and the song mm-hmm. could like go to fifteen or twenty minutes long during a performance. Oh, really? Which is too much of this song. Yeah. Like I like this song a lot, but twenty minutes of the song is just too goddamn much. Yeah. Um, the Doors didn't cover this, did they? 
No. What? No, they would have made it 30 minutes yeah. long. Okay. So, but it's it's a song I remember as a kid really enjoying. Actually, yeah. it's one of those ones that kind of stuck with me, like listening to the old E-Station. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's like, you know, kids, being a kid, a spelling song is kind of fun. You know, when you're when you're like six or seven or eight or whatever, first time you listen to it, hey, I know that. I know how to spell. I can do that thing. I can do that just as well as you can, <laughs> Mr. Van Morrison. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Michael, your last choice is what? Uh, my last choice. Richard, I was not going to pass up a chance to mention a song from Pulp's Different Class. Mm. Again, the way that I truly screwed up last year on the Slobs versus Snobs. Mm. Uh, the song is called uh, Feeling Called Love. Right. Familiar with the song. Um, Richard, the, uh, Jeff, the song's called Feeling Called Love. i never heard of the song. He's older than us, so. Yeah, it's this kind of, uh, in, in a very Jarvis Cockery way, it's like this swarthy, kind of heavy breathing. Uh, he kind of describes this night in this rundown apartment. That's every pulp song is starts out some rundown apartment somehow. And um, he goes on to spell out. It's the mo- It's like it's up there as like one of the most pulpy, pulp sounds songs ever, because he he does a lot of like breathing and talking into the microphone like this, yeah. and it's just like it's just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so perfect, and um, you know he's one of those fr- classic uh, front men that is kind of hideous looking. Yeah. But has so much charisma and so much like sexual that's energy. Every guy from England. Yeah, they're just like how like they mm-hmm. all think like whether that's him or it's like the lead singer of because uh, Jill Cocker was like that. He was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. what's what's the um, I believe in a thing called love. Uh, uh, the, the darkness. The darkness. Lisa, oh. Like these guys are all like goblins. Yeah. <laughs> but they all think that they can fuck, <laughs> and like they're all on stage and they're all just like yeah. this is just such the perfect type of yeah song for that. And um, I think one of my favorite things about the song, too, is that, like, the title of the song is just each letter, F dot, E dot, yeah. L, like, all spelled out. Like, they kind of put, like, they literally put a period at the end of every, mm-hmm. of every letter just to kind of push, push home the point. Well, it's up, guys. Hey, it's me, Randy Borglum. What's up, losers? Mr. Borglum, what's up, yeah, buddy? How you doing, fuckstakes? Hey, Randy. Hey, cool, like you're doing your little podcast. You guys think you're going to make money like that? You know what you should do? Randy. You should fucking oh, invest God. in cryptocurrency, you dicks. <laughs> did you do that? Yeah. Oh, did I do that? 
you know Dude, you fucking read my blog, man? <laughs> you have Dude, a blog? I'm the leading cryptocurrency consultant and, and expert, okay? Hey, Nobody Randy. has a blog. But anymore, innovation Randy. runs in my history. You probably know my great 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 grandfather, Gutzen Borglum, who did your fucking Mount Rushmore. Huh? How much did he get paid for that? Fuck you, fuck you, man. All you right. know what? Fuck you. He fucking died when he was building that shit. A stick of dynamite blew off his foot, okay? Yeah. Yeah, my great 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 grandfather, he had to fix that shit. Okay, but you know what? You guys are missing the obvious. Like everybody fucking loves, um, right? This is the fucking Borglum bag that I'm pulling out here. Okay, it's Marshmallow and Anne Marie friends. This has spelling Wait, you, all up in this fucking. Did you say Anne Murray? And no, not the fucking Canadian bitch. This oh, okay. Anne Marie. All right, maybe she's Canadian. I don't know. This is spelling what do you, what all do you over. You can in only this. buy the song with cryptocurrency. Yeah, you can only. That's the thing, man. See. Create false exclusivity across a parallel platform database. Then you can exact an excruciating amount of cryptocurrency from people using a crypto block currency leaker. Come on, idiots. You'd know this if you got my PDF. So, do you know what's interesting about cryptocurrency and Twitter? Uh huh. Is if you block enough, like, real advertisers, the paid advertisements that start coming through are all for cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. That's the first smart thing you ever fucking said. <laughs> okay, guys, my Uber is here. I gotta go. Hey, what's up? Oh, you never, you, know, you, you won't believe who showed up. That Randy oh, like, Borglum asshole. Oh, good. I'm glad it's not fucking George Washington. Randy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it, the best thing is he just he just rode up on like in like his <laughs> awful car. He didn't even like time warp in here. Like so, <laughs> listeners, just so you know, the Borg because we are using the Mount Rushmore name. Yeah, we have to let Randy Borglum be part come of the show occasionally. Whenever it's he wants, a, to. it was part of the legal uh, settlement that we here made. And then like an Uber, or he comes by on a Segway or something like that, just comes up. Yeah, exactly. One of those uh, things. One of those like little. Uh, Things that you stand on, sometimes they burst on burst the flames. hoverboard. The hoverboard, yeah, hoverboard. one of those sort of things. <laughs> so his thing was what that uh, Marshmallow and Anne Marie no friends. I have no idea what song that was. I think that's the flight, like kids floss to that song. Marshmallow's the guy who he's, has a marshmallow on his head. Yeah, he's got a big marshmallow on his head. He's like a DJ. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> have you ever seen that guy? I'm my eyes are glazed over. I have okay. No idea. It's like dead mouse, but instead of a, a mouse head, it's like a marshmallow. He looks like a Lego person, but with a marshmallow. And he's got X's instead of eyes. Randy told me this. You know, okay, I know he comes off kind of like in your face. This guy. I'm showing a picture to, to Michael now. That ring a bell? No. Okay. But Randy one time told me that I had pretty eyes. So I think he's a pretty cool guy. Right? I, he's not wrong. Okay, all right. Okay, so uh, who is it your final choice, Richard? It is my final okay. choice. And for my final choice, I, no one has picked a, 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 we pick songs that have spelling in them. What we have not done is picked a song that actually has spelling in the title, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this one is D-I-V-O-R-C-E yeah, I I... by, by Tammy Wynette. <laughs> no. um, so spelling is not just kind of a, a trick or sort of a... a For a, me, it is. That's true. <laughs> it's not a gimmick in the song. Let's put it that way. What it is, is the actual focal point of the song's yeah. narrative. Yeah. Uh, we'll take a quick listen to it. But the words we're hiding from him now Tear the heart right out of me Our D-I-V-O-R-C-E Becomes final today Me and Lily 
So this song is essentially it's a country story song, and it's about a uh, woman who's explaining that her J, her little J O E and her are going to be leaving because uh, her and her husband are going through a D I V O R C E. Yeah, and they have to spell out all those words because that way little Joe doesn't know what they're saying. Mm-hmm. So they wind up spelling out several words in this song, such as uh, uh, s- a surprise and custody. Yeah, for example, those are yeah. those are some words. Um, so the spelling actually is important to no- the narrative of the story, and this is also a classic, just Tammy Wynette song. Mm-hmm. I mean, she wrote. She was basically she had one of two songs. It was either "Stand by Your Man," that type of song. There was the essentially, yeah, my husband's a real asshole, but I'm going to stick with him no matter what. Yeah. And then there was the D-I-V-O-R-C-E song, which is basically my husband is an asshole, and I'm not going to stick with him any longer. Mm-hmm. Those were the two Tammy Wynette songs. Yeah. And it was just whatever whatever did side she, of the fault it fell on. Did she ever toward. record a third where she killed her husband? There may have been a murder song okay. in there. I feel like there probably did was. Did Gwyneth Paltrow have that song, Conscious Uncoupling, where she spelled out Conscientious, it was conscientious, conscientious uncoupling. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, it was like, it, there was like, that, those are the only lyrics, basically. Just, it was a four-minute-long song. It was it's too long. To, wh- why did you choose this? Because because of the the narrative... Uh, necessity, necessity of the spelling. Spell, I mean, yeah. uh, beyond being a song that I genuinely yeah. like, and I'm a big Tammy Wynette fan, because mm-hmm. um, I'm a big country, classic country fan. Um, so beyond that... Yeah, I, I think it's a, a rare example of a song where the spelling is actually integral to the p- plot yeah. of the song. Okay, cool. So, guys, guys, we've um, you've said all your choices. Borglum came in here. What's his name? Kevin or Randy? Randy. 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 He kind of threw everything through us. Yeah. Just for a loop. Don't get Kevin Borglum involved. I don't know. We don't want him. Randy's like one of those guys who just seems like he's like intimidating. Like he almost like seems to berate you into thinking he's got some kind of important information or something like that. I've been around those guys before. You just and then you just feel weird. Like you feel weird if they leave. He's the type of guy that like needs a lot of therapy. Yeah. Would not. Like, oh, he would never. It would. It, like even if he went to therapy, it wouldn't help. No, it would it would crumble him. There's too much that he has to own up to. Yeah. You know who co-wrote that song, by the way? D-I-V-O-R-C-E? Sheb Woolley. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Of from pur- Woolley Bully? Purple, from that, from pur- that song? No. Purple People Eater, purple Sheb Woolley. And also the Wilhelm Scream. Or Wilhelm Scream. Oh, my it's God. He, he did the... The Wilhelm Scream. That was him. Yeah. Wow. There was just one of those in... I just We were just seeing if... A brand new film just out, like Ant Man or something. I heard the Wil- Wilhelm scream. Was it? Was it uh, one of the Star Wars films? Ah! Yeah! <laughs> we can't afford it. No. <laughs> What's that? We can't afford the Wilhelm. Oh shit! Oh sorry. No. Sorry. Okay, so uh, it's time to choose the things that are that are chosen. Um, so we'll up on the Mount Rushmore of the uh, Mount Rushmore of songs with spelling in them. Um, respect is going to be up there, and I'm just going to put. Um, Saturday night up there because I think it's fun. Uh, the Ouija board song because I think it's fun. And I mean, weren't we all glad that Randy came by? And isn't it important that uh, his sponsorship uh, keeps the podcast going? All right. That, then the marshmallow song it is. The marshmallow song. Friends, uh, the marshmallow song uh, goes in there. So I feel like this is like a, like a, a hostage video like, or something where yeah. I go, yes. 
We love that choice by Randy Borg. Well, you're, you're blinking torture with your right. eyes. Uh, so this has been the Matt Rushmore Podcast, uh, uh, the outdoor edition. I am always Jeff. I'm Richard. Michael. 